for the next couple shows, I may have to wear glasses and not contacts because my son backhanded me unintentionally, unintentionally. He wasn't meaning it. He's not a devious, harmful child like that. He's not violent. But, you know, just in a fit of joy, stabbed me in the eye. And now I have this big cut in my eye. You could just, it's like all red. I don't know. Maybe some of you can see it. But I may have to roll out the contacts and put on the glasses, which doesn't help the brand. My brand is not glasses, but maybe it will become that after a couple weeks. I need to heal my eye. We'll see about that. Welcome to How to Build a Ten, the podcast on how to make you successful. My name is Matt Williams. Thank you for listening and sharing the show. My being a faithful YouTube follower that's been bugging me. We'll get to that in a second. Today, we're going to talk about Google socialism, the Ricky Trevace Golden Globes preaching that he was doing through comedy. I absolutely loved it. And just my determination to fix YouTube and basically asking you if you have any comments or helpful tips for me. Love to hear from him. And then Iran war and what that means for investing. And then we're also going to be talking about podcasting brand niches. And maybe that's some of the reasons why sometimes us podcasters will say things you don't quite really understand, like why they don't see like the position that you see and why they took a certain stand and why they took a certain position when it's against all logic and reasoning. Oftentimes people like us get stuck in our niche. And so we have to, um, you know, take ourselves out of that sometimes and realize, hey, just because I'm like taking this position all the time doesn't mean that position's always right. Obviously, I'm not talking about Christianity, orthodoxy or anything like that, but I'm talking about like foreign policy, financials, all that stuff. So that's all the things we're going to talk about today. Make sure you listen to the whole show. We are part of the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Go over to fightlaughfeast.com. Put in HTBT in the memo field. You'll get this sweet mug. You'll get tons of great benefits. You'll get tons of content that is coming out. Uh, Chocolate Knox is doing such a great job producing that. There's so many things out there. Get into get over to G3. I'm sure there's going to be some club content regarding G3. So if you can't be at the conference that's coming up in a couple weeks, then make sure you're a subscriber. Put HTB in the drop down. You'll get that mug. You'll get tons of other benefits, and you'll probably see some content from the G3 con- conference where we're all together, where I think we're all staying in the same um, Airbnb, so that's going to be a really good time. I, I can't wait to get together with everybody. You can email me, Matt, at howtobuildtent.com. Find me on all the social media sites, How to Build a Tent. Follow me on YouTube, youtube.com slash howtobuildatent. You can tell me I'm really featured YouTube because <laughs> it's frustrating me. We'll get to it in a second. The first thing I want to talk about today, though, was this conversation about how great Google socialism is. And they were talking about how you get free food, you get all these benefits, animal care, child care, free food, free like health insurance or whatever, you know, all the things that they give you. And they were talking about how great socialism is for Google. And that's why a lot of the tech industry and other people are Socialists is because they see it working in the tech world with these big companies, Facebook, Google, all this stuff. And they think, well, why can't the government do that same thing? And the glaring obvious thing is those things aren't free. You're not getting them for free. You're not getting them by force from the government. You're getting them as part of your employment package. See, these companies are using those benefits to attract talent and not have to pay them as much on their salaries. So 
it's not actually socialism at all. It's cold-hearted capitalism. These companies would not be doing these things if they could attract the talent they needed and wanted for just a salary. They wouldn't do it. I guarantee it. But because there is such a high demand for programmers, for people that know what they are doing with project management, PMPs, all the consulting, directors, executives, because there is such a concentration of businesses in these areas, these people are in high demand. And they have to compete with all these other companies. So they're trying to top each other with more and more things. That's not socialism. That's capitalism. That's beautiful. Uh, I, you know, I was going to probably use a word I shouldn't have. It's a beautiful, beautiful example of capitalism because you are selling your services, that is your work, to these companies who are paying you in the salary, in this free food, and all these free benefits that aren't free. They're part of your compensation package. You're selling your private property, your services, your experience, and they're giving you in exchange these, these things, and they're taking that and repackaging it with their existing technology, their existing you know, resources, and creating something for their customers to sell at a greater profit, at a gain. Otherwise, they would be losing money. And I was just going bananas. I was going crazy listening to these people taking a private sector, capitalist, free market, beautiful thing. These people are getting free food. They're getting, they're getting benefits. They're getting all these things they love. And they're giving credit to the wrong guy. They're giving credit to socialism. But it's a private company. The government didn't own that. That's not socialism. That's the free market. And it's a beautiful thing. So please, please, whenever you hear somebody praise socialism because what they see at Google, what they see at Facebook or anywhere else in Silicon Valley, I don't care that it's California, it's still capitalism, even though it's crony capitalism, make sure you correct them. If they want to see the beauty of socialism, they need to go to Venezuela, they need to go to Korea, they need to go to China. And then they can start seeing how socialist dictators work. China's a communist. It's the same thing. State-run, taking from people to give to others, dictating what they get and what they don't. It's all under the same umbrella. We need to be preaching this stuff. Because like I said in a previous show, all of this goes together. Your worldview, your business, your finances, your church, your politics, they're not isolated. And we need to become better preachers because we're going to continue to see because of our poor education system, because of the stupidity of people, the ignorance of people. I know I'm not supposed to say that. I'm supposed to even be nice. But the more we're going to see that stuff, unless we confront it, unless we speak out against it, and that's Socialism is going to sweep our nation because people are going to leverage it because that's what people do that want power. They'll take it, promise things, look at, point out good examples of capitalism and call them socialism so people will make see it more favorably. They do it all the time with you know the Scandinavian countries, even though they're not socialist. They're just high-taxed private sector, private industries. We got to speak out against it. 
Speaking of speaking out against it, I'm sure you've heard it already. I think it became more popular than the actual Golden Globes. The Golden Globe ratings are down, but I'm seeing Ricky Gervais's huge speech. And I guess he hosted it, but I saw clips of just different speeches he did where he was calling out Hollywood. It was fantastic. It was absolutely fantastic. And it was the preaching that I wish that we would as Christians, as business people, as conservatives, as a free market capitalist would be preaching all the time. I wish we would have this intellect. We would have this sense of humor. We would have this charm of calling people out. Basically, he's calling people to repentance, <laughs> not necessarily to Jesus, but from their wrongs. I mean, this check this one quote out. Bringing Sandra Bullock on stage to announce the final award, Gervais said, our next presenter starred in Netflix Bird Box, a movie where people survive by acting like they don't see a thing, sort of like working for Harvey Weinstein. And then it cuts to the crowd and you see people like the gasp. You, oh my gosh, I can't believe he said that. Oh my gosh, what is he doing? He, I can't, oh my, I do, oh. And then you see them just like snarling, like, oh my God, I can't believe it. And then he says this, he doesn't back down. He doesn't get timid. He doesn't pull away. He doesn't retract. He doesn't make a bunch of prefaces or prefaces or whatever you want to call them. He says, that's you, not me. You're the ones who did it. Don't look at me. Don't get mad at me. Gosh, I wish we had that resolve. I wish we had that fortitude. I wish we had that thick skin. I wish we had that boldness for all of the different items that we need to call people to repentance of. I wish we had the success and the stature and many more Christians where we would get the platform to say these things. I wish we would have the platforms and I wish we'd have the boldness to say them. And that is why I love the show so much is because we are trying to build platforms for you. That's what 250 making 250 is about. It's starting to create a place for you to build your prominence, your respect, and people where people will look up to you. Maybe you'll never get on the Golden Globes, but wherever your sphere of influence is, that you can have these conversations. And I pray that you would have the boldness to confront the evils Harvey Weinstein, Harvey Weinstein was getting called out and the people that supported him, the most sick and disgusting person, pedophilia, sex trafficking rings. And you see these people like, how dare you call us out? How dare you? It's evil. It's evil. It needs to be called out and it shouldn't be the Ricky Gervaises. It should be us Christians doing it. It should be us Christians doing it. We have a new sponsor on the show, Faithful Counseling. Faithfulcounseling.com slash HTBT. And this is a great research or great company because the research shows that people that are in entrepreneurs that are really high performers often also struggle with depression and other mental illness and Faithful Counseling is one of those companies that will provide you a place on demand from your own home. You don't have to leave. You don't have to go somewhere else that shares your faith and values where you can talk to them. They can go through and help you. They're licensed professional counselors. They specialize in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, crisis of faith, trauma, family conflicts, grief. These are all things that they can deal with. 
They have thousands, 3,000 U.S. licensed therapists across all 50 states available worldwide 24 hours a day. You can talk to them through text, chat, phone, or video. How cool is that? And I know when I have had those times of depression where I've been really low that I don't even feel like I can get out of bed, but I could pick up my phone. And this was such a great resource to do that, to have that, to be able to do that. It's secure, convenient, professional, and it's affordable. They even have possible financial aid available, but also you will get 10% off when you go to how to build a tent or the faithfulcounseling.com slash how to build a tent or how blah, 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 faithfulcounseling.com slash HDBT, faithfulcounseling.com slash HDBT. You'll get 10% off, try it out for the first month and see how helpful it can be when you are going through those times. They're hard and you, you need people. We are not designed to do things alone and oftentimes depression leads us to doing things alone, but this is a great resource for you to talk to somebody who shares your values. So check them out. Faithfulcounseling.com slash HDBT. Okay. YouTube. I, I'm, I'm going to be honest here. You're not supposed to say this on podcast. You're not supposed to admit that you don't know what you're doing, that you're, you're, you're not supposed to admit the numbers, but I'm just going to share this with you because this could be uh, something helpful for you, encouraging for you as well. And it's, I, I mean, I confess. And if you go to my YouTube, youtube.com slash how to build a tent, you'll see my YouTube channel is pathetic. It's sad. And I don't know why. I don't know why. My numbers on audio are fantastic. I might just not have a face for YouTube. I might be doing some things wrong and I'm trying to figure it out. And I, I hope that you have this same mentality that I have. That when I can't figure something out, it drives me nuts. It drives me mad. You could say it drives me bananas. I've been using that word a lot lately. And I want to figure it out. I have to figure out the solution to the problem. And this is a problem because I'm a podcaster and I do video. And it, I want my show to get out there. Because like I said, I want us as Christians and I want us as business people, entrepreneurs to rise up, to have a platform, to speak out and to proclaim the Lordship of Jesus. And if I only get a certain amount of views on my YouTube, which is pathetic right now, I'm not really succeeding at my goal. And it's a great place for me to build and research and do improvements and iterations because the numbers are all there. All the metrics are there. And you know, that's one of the best things about having a goal. But anyways, so I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I honestly don't. I'm not just saying this. You could tell if you go over to my YouTube, which if you scroll subscribe, I'd really appreciate that. If you're listening on YouTube, I'd appreciate you checking out all those other videos on there. And I'm going through and I'm testing everything. I'm trying everything. I'm not ruling anything out. I'm starting with the cheapest options and I'm going, and then I'll start going, you know, and doing things and tweaking things that are more expensive. And what I mean by that is I'm starting out with looking at other videos. I'm doing market research, you should say. So if you're doing making two or 250, making 250, you're starting a company for the first time, you're trying to figure out a solution or a problem, this is something you should think about too, is start with the cheap, easy fixes and see if those make, make improvements because they're cheap and easy. You want quick wins. And then start reaching out and looking at experts in the industry or where you're at or the people that have content about the problem you're solving. In my case, I'm looking at YouTube videos on how to grow your YouTube. I'm looking at other business Christian, the niche that I'm going after, seeing what they're doing, what I can copy, what I can do better, what I can make my own personal spin on. And then I will start going off there. Maybe I'll hire a consultant to come in and help me and, or maybe somebody who specializes in promoting YouTube channels. And 
I can go on from there and I might change my camera. I might get better audio. I might get better lighting. I might have a consultant come in and fix my studio. I might put a green screen in the back. I might do some completely different things. I might do a cosmetic surgery on my face so I look attractive. No, I'm just kidding. I won't do that. But there's all these different things and I have this drive that I can't not get this to work. It drives me nuts. It bothers me. And that is something that I've noticed in entrepreneurs and I've noticed in other successful business people as well is that they have this drive, they have this motivation, they don't just give up, but they're obsessed, they're compulsive, they're they're not compulsive, I guess, that's probably the wrong word, but they have this in them that if they don't figure this out, it's going to bug them. They care, they're invested. And if you can find that in 250 making 250 or your side hustle, your business or your career where you have to get it right, maybe it's not a problem that you don't know how to fix, but it's something that is working, but you need to optimize it and you want to make it better. Find something that you have that drive in because that's when you're going to be successful. I don't know if I'm ever going to figure out YouTube. I confess because I don't have the answer. I'm honest right in front of your faces or in front of your ears or beside your ears. I don't know what that'd be. I don't have the answer. I don't know if I'm going to fix it, but I'm going to try really hard and it's going to bug me. And until I get it, even if I don't get it and I give up, I'm, it's always going to bug me. If I stop podcasting in like 10 years and I never grow my YouTube channel, I will think about that in my fifties and sixties. I promise you, I will be there. So, uh, I say that just to encourage you to problem solve, find that determination, find that passion about something you love. You know, I hear a lot of people on YouTube. Oh, okay. we got some time. I hear a lot of people on, you know, different channels on not, not just YouTube, but you know, successful people as well. There's, there's this really popular now is forget your passion. Just do things that work and make money. And I get what they're saying there, but at the same time, you should find things that work that are practical that you can make money on, but find a way to be passionate about those things. Find a way to invest and be taking, think, take things personally because that's when you're going to spend the time and sacrifice and do all the things that are required of you to be successful. The last thing I want, oh, okay. So no, there's two things really quick that I want to talk about. First is this Iran war that possibly can happen that everyone's talking about because Trump took out that one general that was a really big deal. From an investing standpoint, that could make things a little volatile. But there are a few things that you should have as a no-brainer of where do you look? Gas companies, people that are in drilling, Halliburton, all this stuff, defense contractors, probably not Boeing at this point because, oh, I'm right. At, I'm telling you, 737, that is a big issue. U.S. bonds probably. I don't honestly know that much about bonds, so you should probably listen there and do some more research on that. But I would think the U.S. bonds in a wartime, people flood to the U.S. market because, you know, we're secure. But volatility, so that might be something to worry about or to be weary about, or if you're those day traders, which I'm not. I daily trade, I just don't day trade, which is I don't buy and sell the same stock the same day, but I am actively looking at my portfolio and investing in value stocks. Some people ask you, ask me what how kind of investing I do. I try to find companies that I believe in, that I use their products, that I love, that are under good management. A lot of what I've learned from listening to Warren Buffett it's not the quick fix. It's not the quick win. It's the long-term plays. But that can be a volatile thing. And this is the thing that, and it's hard because Iran was given billions of dollars of cash. They were given a great deal under Obama. 
And it's like a bratty kid that grew up and got everything he wanted. And now there's a new parent, a stepfather in town who's laying down the law. There's going to be some rebellion. There's going to be testing of the boundaries. And that's father-in-law, you know, it's going to have to lay down the law. They're going to have to be consistent and they're going to have to be harsh. They're going to have to break, break the, break them basically. And that's what Trump's got to do with Iran here. And they're getting closer and closer to nuclear weapon. They're saying they're going to do that. And trust me, Iran is not going to get a nuclear weapon. So with that and said, invest accordingly. And then the last thing I want to talk about, and this is something maybe it's perplexed you from time to time. You'll see somebody on the news, a commentator, a radio host, a movie star, celebrities, they'd often do this too. And like even just roles, the same person is in the same role. Is we in the industry, and it's funny that I consider myself in the industry after I just tell you how terrible my YouTube is. We find niches and that's where we make a living and it's where we find success. I'm a Christian business podcaster. That's my niche. Now someone else is like a, you know, serial entrepreneur podcaster and then someone else is into politics and someone else talks about art and all those things. So they have their little niches and they don't usually go from, you know, place to place. They do. That is true with almost everybody, right? You have a brand yourself in personality. So sometimes I think people will see people say things or take positions on things that they don't really understand. It doesn't make logical sense. And I just wanted you to think about it this way for us as us people, like, we have our brand and we live it. We, we're real. We're authentic, right? This is who we are and this is what we believe. And so we get caught up in it. We get caught up in the culture of our brand, for lack of a better term. And we will sometimes miss the obvious or miss the logical conclusion, miss the logical position because we're so used to being in our position. We're like reinforcing it with how we look, how we dress, how we talk, how we sound, our voice cadence, you know, the information we say, the content we say. We, we, everything revolves around the brand if we know it or not. And sometimes when that is wrong, and again, I'm not saying like the Christian faith or orthodoxy or whatever, but I'm just saying like political positions, financial positions, whatever it could, we could just totally miss something sometimes. So give us some grace is all I'm saying. And at least have the wisdom to understand what's happening. Call people out. You can call us out. I mean, we're, if we're wrong, we're wrong, regardless of reason why we say something or take a position. But I just wanted to give some insight. Sometimes if you aren't doing the podcasting thing, if you're not really into branding yourself, you you kind of will miss that and forget that sometimes when people tweet or Facebook or whatever. So I just wanted to give that little insider tip. So let's go out, be successful, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. God bless. Oh, and because this is YouTube, check out the next show. Click a link above. All right, now we'll talk to you.